0: welcome to south carolina launch's ceo podcast where we hear from ceos on their entrepreneur experience today we're welcoming the ceo and founder of xylo therapeutics uh, to the sc launch podcast our next featured guest is scott Pancos.
1: Thank you, Jack. Uh, happy to be here.
0: Well, we're really excited to learn more about um, your story and how you created Zylo. Take us there for a second. What What does Zylo do? And um, then if we can talk about kind of the origins and and how this all came to be.
1: Okay, great. Well, Zylo has a uh, a novel breakthrough topical drug delivery system. Um, using uh, silica particles. Silica is sand, so we make highly engineered sand, happens to be porous sand, such that one can load a variety of active ingredients into the pores. Um, they it then gets rubbed into the skin, as along with a cream or a hydrogel, and. Uh, They act as tiny reservoirs that provide sustained release of this active ingredient into the skin. So, think of us like a patch, but without the hassles of the patch. Our tiny reservoirs do the same thing that a patch does, except uh, it's silica particles that contain uh, the the active payload, you know, one little tiny uh, particle at a time and we have a, a, actually a registered trademark for the patchless patch. So that's our basic concept.
0: It, and what, what problems are you solving for with, with that? That's, that's fascinating technology and, and intellectual property.
1: Yeah, so there are a lot of actives that uh, penetrate the skin too quickly, and lidocaine is one of those examples. You want it to hang around the nerve ending so they numb them, uh, but uh, it, it, it wants to get into the bloodstream. So a, a regular lidocaine cream that you buy from CVS lasts only about an hour, which is why the lidocaine patch market has emerged. And uh, so to slow down and to meter out the lidocaine such that you continually get numbing of the nerve endings closer to the surface of the skin. So we are solving that problem of, of precluding the need for a patch. But then there are actives that that, uh, suffer from um, chemical degradation, they're not stable. But you put that active that's prone to to degradation into a silica particle, it provides protection and um, uh, resists the chemical degradation that could occur otherwise. Uh, So those are the two main uh, problems that we're solving. There are a couple others relating to our unique ability to deliver a gas called nitric oxide. If you you Google nitric oxide, it's often referred to as the miracle molecule. We can do the same thing with this gas and that can lead to uh, all sorts of wound healing benefits, treatment of burns and (laughs) erectile dysfunction because nitric oxide enhances blood flow. So um, we have a $1.7 million grant that we're about to get uh, to further uh, uh, that particular program.
0: You've used the word actives uh, a couple times. Just let's put definition around that so our, our listeners are able to kind of really uh, carry along with us here. When you say that, what? <laughs>
1: yeah, so, the, so it's, it's the whole gamut. So I mentioned lidocaine and nitric oxide, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, CBD is an example. So CBD is an extract from the hemp plant. It's now legal pursuant to the Farm Bill of 2018. Um, and CBD, when loaded into our, our Z pods, our little particles are called Z pods. Um, we confer sustained release, uh, time release. And we actually have a, um, a, a product that's about to be launched this quarter. Um, it's called Hourglass time-release CBD cream. So that time-release represents our Z-PODs. So uh, that same product uh, brand, Hourglass, uh, also has a uh, not-so-legal broad-spectrum cannabinoid product. They're California-based, as you might have guessed. Um, And so they are also having a time-release product that contains THC. Which is, only, which is legal in 33 or 34 states. But then we go over to uh, the cosmetic industry. Uh, I did not know this two years ago, has a surprising number of challenges with uh, their actives that don't play well together. Retinol is one, retinol breaks down very easily in the jar sometimes before you actually purchase it. But oftentimes, if it's handled the right way by the, 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 the manufacturer, it might make it until you open it and it's exposed to air, and then it starts to break down. Ascorbic acid is another one, and certain polyphenols um, are others. We have an endocannabinoid. Our bodies make certain cannabinoids, one of them is called anandamide, and loaded into our Z-pods, it actually it has been successful in treating cutaneous manifestations or lesions um, relating to lupus in, in a in a rodent model. So that is actually that program's out licensed to a farmer company. So right. that's so there's a there's a whole gamut of uh, usually small organic molecules that are that that do well in our z-pods.
0: And and so uh, kind of taking what you've just said, would it be fair to say that? um your solution creates a a more optimized and sustained delivery of these different actives
1: correct and they all all these attributes that i mentioned uh center around bioavailability so at the end of the day a active loaded in our z pods as a general rule results in enhanced bioavailability which is the holy grail in the topical drug delivery universe.
0: Awesome. All right, very helpful. All right. Well, let's let's go back to um, how all of this started, uh, Scott. Walk us through the the origins and and where where the original inspiration uh, came from, and is there a story there that uh, you could share with us?
1: Okay. Yeah. It, it's very. It is a, a kind of interesting. Um, I thought I was retired. I had been in San Diego running a NASDAQ-traded biotech company in the, the monoclonal Antibody Technology. And uh, I had been involved in 14 or 15 startups on the investment side representing a, uh, a fund that invested in, in technology-based startups. So, you know, I, uh, I, that was San Diego, and I moved to Greenville because our son graduated from Furman, decided to stay in the Greenville area, he thought he could shake us. Well, we showed him. Uh, We sold the family home and moved to Greenville. So, you know, I'm now semi-retired, getting bored to death. And the lawyer who took my prior company public, he was a uh, Harvard-trained lawyer out of New York City. Uh, He knew of this technology born out of Albert Einstein College of Medicine up in the Bronx. Uh, You know they train PhDs and medical doctors. So I went up there, uh, met with Professor Joel Friedman, MD, PhD. He's a a glorious personality, Uh, and uh, and then met the two uh, owners of the company that had the license to this technology. Uh, uh, We will call them Dan and Mel. Uh, They were. They were 92 and 77 years old, respectively. Uh, very accomplished people. One was a PhD in physics, and the other was accomplished businessman. Um, so, they had they were tired of spending their own money um, funding this this technology and the development of it. And they were told by this lawyer friend of mine that um, that I could help them raise money, uh, uh, external money. So, and I have ha- have a good track record um, on that front so uh, I met with them you know we got along reasonably well and they said well we don't really have money to pay you And I said well, okay I'm I'm confident I can raise money for this technology so I will work um, and on a contingent basis um, and when we raise money you'll you'll pay me for those months uh, in between okay we sign a deal I'm a you know I'm a consultant CEO um, on a contractual basis. And I have to, you know, the website was horrible. The uh, slide deck was one of the worst I've ever seen. So, you know, I overhauled all that, got the story right, created a budget, went out, and in two months I had a term sheet for 800,000 bucks. It wasn't big, but it was a start. They turned it down i go what and I go you guys need money i um i wouldn't mind having some money here as well but they go oh, i think we think those those two guys are trying to take over the company i said i don't think so and so i negotiated to a point where it was very clear they were not they could not take over the company they still rejected it wow so i went ahead and tried to find other means of raising capital but you can imagine the relationship kind of went sour. They they started not trusting me because I had brought these two guys to the table. And so seven months later from the get-go, I'm on my way to New York. Uh, uh, I was at an airport at 7 a.m. in the morning, opened up my laptop, and there's an email from Dan terminating my contract. I got terminated by email. (laughs) So uh, I called up Joel Friedman, you know, who's, who's the father of this technology. I said, Joel, I just got fired. And Joel and I had a great relationship. He was livid. Mm-hmm. He went crazy. He told all the powers that be at Einstein. And so anyway, I'm, I'm now, I didn't get paid for seven months. They had stopped paying me my expense reports. So I, my, instead of making a certain amount of money, I lost $15,000 over that seven month period. So not a very good good day for me. So um, Joel, this, unbeknownst to me, Einstein was about to pull the plug on the license agreement with Dan and Mel before I joined. And they decided they'd give me a chance to kind of turn things around for the, because I got along with them well uh, in addition and so again unbeknownst to me they were like two hundred thousand dollars behind on their maintenance payments for on the license agreement so their lawyers within two days had put together a five-page letter i wasn't allowed to be involved in this and they terminated the relationship they had 90 days to cure all the all their breaches of contract they didn't even try. They, while well, they tried to call the dean to you know twist his elbow. The dean wouldn't take their call. The license was yanked, and Joel and I then moved forward, and we then licensed the technology from Einstein with a new company where I had 100% ownership. Well, I gave a bunch of it to Joel and, and his son Adam, who's a dermatologist. And I got to wipe the slate clean, start afresh, no baggage uh, that that company had, and thus began xylotherapeutics um, so the worst year of my life has become kind of kind of became the best year of my life but uh, <laughs> just by the by the skin of my teeth.
0: Wow, that is truly fascinating and and Scott, as you think about um, where where you are today um, what what's exciting you most about uh what you've been able to achieve so far and uh where where does this go from here
1: yeah okay so um the the next battle i had was interestingly enough was with joel he wanted me to locate this business up in the new jersey philadelphia new york area he happened to live in new jersey um and you know we could use the labs at einstein etc and uh um, I've had my share of commuting and I said well geez, the, the number of, uh, of good scientists that related to our technology up in that area is a thousand times greater than the upstate uh, South Carolina. But then I started to get to know the infrastructure in the area. I found out about SCRA and got to know those people. I found out about SCBio. I found out about Next. I found out about Cube, Inc. So all of a sudden, there's an infrastructure. And then they said, of course, you met Venture South people. I go, no, but I like the sounds of it. And so I got to meet Matt Dunbar um, with their, you know, uh, their collection of 12 or 14 angel groups throughout the Carolinas now. And I was amazed. I was amazed that South Carolina had that kind of um, of infrastructure built built in to uh, to nurture raw startups like mine. And so I made the decision that um, uh, yeah, uh, have our offices at next uh, downtown with our lab at Cube Inc and um, with an initial uh, uh, with an initial grant from SCRA that helped get us boosted. And then I got uh, in the in the SCRA Current, where uh, we then, after several due diligence meetings, and you know, I got a commitment from them to participate in our Series A round. Venture South ended up leading the Series A round with over a million dollars contributed by their group. That's a lot of money for a, 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 an angel group. They're usually in the hundred to $300,000 range. So it all, uh kind of came together in this wonderful way um and since then our uh technology has evolved and advanced we signed a lease on a 12,500 square foot facility that has warehouse uh, manufacturing Uh, we built our own lab and offices and boardroom etc we now have you know five or six signed agreements with different companies including that you know we now see can you know, uh, see a product containing our Z pods on the shelf. We're now in the midst of raising a Series B round. The A round was 4 million. Uh, the B round is probably be about five. Uh, we, we think we have a lead that might be emerging. Uh, a lot of interest from the Series A investors in, in providing support uh, and additional contributions in the B round. We, we, we think we're going to you know, end up with a valuation in the hundreds of millions of dollars. We have such a broad uh, array of applications. Our, our biggest challenge is figuring out which do we work on and allocating resources um, uh, accordingly. And um, we have an extremely strong team. We we just hired an MD who was head of the emergency department at Bon Secours um, as the head of our business development. He also has an MBA and is quite entrepreneurial. Um, so we have a, you know, the buddings of a world-class team of, of, of executives. And um, you know, it, it's hard to predict exactly how quickly we're going to reach um, you know, the level of success I mentioned, because these things are hard to predict. You know, a, a startup is barely controlled chaos, as I call it. Um, but we're going to get there and um we're, we're gonna you know those are gonna be our fits and starts um because that is the by the way if everyone anyone tells you that their startup doesn't have fits and starts they are lying to you All right,
0: that, of course.
1: that is the nature of that beast so that's how um you know exactly how we're going to get to the the point b that i uh, you know that that's a ceo's job where is point B? What does it look like? Uh, what's your vision? So I have my point B. I can it, it evolves every every uh, on occasion. Um, sometimes every week, but um, you know that's what our team is striving for. We're going to get there. It may be in two years it may maybe in six years, but um, we are going to get there.
0: We uh, are excited about that focus and determination, Scott. And if you were to describe your relationship um, and the value of the relationship with SC Launch to another entrepreneur that is uh, considering uh, how, they, how, how the how and the why of uh, engaging with with SC Launch, how would you describe that to that entrepreneur?
1: You know, if you are a startup, you 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 would be stupid not to make the connection. I mean, it may not, you know, I can't guarantee it's going to end up uh, being, uh, you know, ending up in grant funds or investment funds. But they have a surprisingly talented group of people um, that have real-world startup experience. Um, And if nothing else, they're going to provide guidance. They will provide connections. Um, and and it you know and they will help uh, help move you through the various paces within SC Launch to help launch you because they want South Carolina-based technology companies to be successful. Um, and they have people who are expert in um, in manufacturing. People are an expert in. Um, in just basic technology and in regulatory, um, and if and if they're not expert in these things, they know people who are. So, you know, I've gotten, I've had assistance from them in so many areas. We ended up getting a second grant from uh, uh, a matching grant because we've been successful. At the NIH in getting uh, grants, they have a program that will have a partial matching up to up to fifty thousand um they they participated to the tune of 200 in our series a and then on the covid front they had a special program for companies who had a a per, uh, a, sol- a potential solution or a diagnostic relating to uh covid 19. Uh, we happened to have had one and so there were additional funds that came out of that uh, in the form of a convertible note so um it, it is a, it's a, this is a win-win thing for South Carolina. Uh, the, the leadership there has done a great job in populating that organization um, with all the right people that, you know, incredibly talented uh, seasoned board. Um, you know, these are some of the top people in South Carolina. So again, uh, uh, if you're, if you're with a startup or leading a startup, you know, your choice, but you, you 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 kinda you really ought to make the connection It's a great touch point to have
0: well Scott, thanks so much for sharing your story. It is truly fascinating, and we are thrilled that you are building Xylo right here in South Carolina, and we anticipate it will be one of the more exciting uh, stories that Uh, continues to build in our in our region. So thanks again for your your time and uh, sharing your story with us.